This is Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, a congregation full of life and love with a legacy of outreach ministries. Everybody's invited to church in person Sunday at 10 a.m. and online at mountpleasantatl.org. And now, the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta. Let the church say amen. Amen. He decided, even before we were born, because the Bible said he was slain before the foundation of the world. Amen. He decided and wouldn't come down from the cross. Amen. 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 Well, it is preaching time. Amen. And the people of, of old would ask the prophet, which was known as a seer, S-E-E-R, they would ask him, is there a word from the Lord? Amen. Amen. And they would respond in a positive way that, yes, there is a word from the Lord. Amen. I'll, I'll do you like um, Marilyn Monroe. She said this when she had to speak once. She said it. I'll do you like I did all of my husbands. They said, what's that? I won't keep you long. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I want to talk with you today just a little bit out of the 20, amen, fourth chapter of the book of St. Luke, the gospel of St. Luke. Amen. I was thinking about earlier to just do a little hardcore teaching on something. And uh, then one of the members, I'm about, if you don't look and if you don't act strange, they're not going to know I'm talking about you. Okay. And one of the members said this to me. I spoke to him earlier this morning. He said, yeah, I'm just waiting to hear one of them soul-steering uh, messages you're going to preach today. I said, okay. I left it right there. Amen. Let's look at chapter 24, and I want to, I'll, I'll cover some of that later on. Uh, chapter 24, verse 13, just a few of the verses, amen, that I'll talk out of today. 24th chapter of St. Luke, verse 13, began reading as such, and behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were holding that they should not know him. 
And he said unto them, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? I'll stop right there. We ask God to add other blessings to the reading, hearers, and, but again, especially to the doers of his word. I want to, you may be seated, I want to talk today from this thought, if you don't mind helping me preach, amen. Repeat these words after me, if you can, if you will, say good news from the graveyard. That's what I want to talk about today. Good news from the graveyard. My brothers and sisters, let me warn you not just for today, but the purpose and the cause that you and I are here on Resurrection Sunday at this place we call Mount Pleasant Missionary Baptist Church. To explain the gospel is a difficult thing. Because everything about the gospel, which is the life, the birth, life, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and return, is humanly impossible to explain it that men and women will understand it. Because you're going to always run to a place when you talk about his birth. You don't have to. It's not difficult to talk about his birth. But you got to talk about the conception. And you cannot humanly explain that to a level that people will understand it. Because you can't explain it. It's one word that you got to learn how to use. And it's even in my text today. You just got to believe. You're not going to do anything but confuse people because it doesn't make any sense to these minds. Hello, somebody. So you just got to what? Believe. And if you can... The more we talk about it, and the more you try to explain it, I'm going to tell you the message, you're going to make it. There is nothing about it that is just normal. This is spiritual to the core. Amen. So I want to warn you, stop trying to do it. Just tell people to believe. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing. They don't have enough faith. And let me tell you something. I don't care how much faith you do have. It, it's another level of understanding when you get the right amount of faith. You can believe it because God will reveal it to you. Not from the written book but from the living power of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit 
you're not going to get it. Hello, somebody. Amen. Amen. And so I just want to warn you with that right now. So be, 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 be a witness that is steadfast and unmovable, but always abound in the work and the word of the Lord. And you'll be surprised how God, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, one plant, one water. Now, who gives the increase? Only God. So stop trying to beat the gospel in the folks. Just teach it, preach it, tell it. Hello? Do that. And God will do the rest. Our problem is we're trying to do what God tells us to do and then try to do his too. The scripture says it like this. Accept the Lord. Build the house. Your labor is in vain. Hello, somebody. Well, I want us to understand that if we can just believe and leave it up to God, because what we do, we beat people into pretending. Hello. They know they don't have what it takes. But because you judging them, you put them in a place where they get tired of hearing you say the same thing. And they start pretending. That's why so many fakers up in the church right now. Because you're trying to prove something to the folks who've been witnessing to you. Amen. Now I'm going somewhere. I'm just setting the stage for where I'm going. Amen. I haven't gotten, I told you, good news from the graveyard. We know that this day is a set-aside day, amen, that is known as Resurrection Sunday. We know the other Friday or Friday, and, and, and let me also do this, because many preachers error with this, with, with this too. Because we'll be saying that, you know, Jesus was in the grave three days, right? And they can't come up with three days. They said, Friday, hello. Saturday, and then it's that early Sunday morning. That missed the mark. That's not no three days. <laughs> well, let me help you. The Eastern culture is different from here, Western culture. Our time, let me tell you something. Our time starts... Hello, 12 to 12. Jewish time start in the east from 6 to 6. See, that? See they had already lost 12 hours when he's... <laughs> okay, but this is the deal. Now, at 6 p.m. in the west, it is 6 a.m. in the east. Did you get that? I'm going to say it again. At 6 p.m. in the west, that's me here, it is actually in the east, 6 a.m. 
So AM is morning. Get that frown off your head, Callahan. <laughs> Ro Rolex and my father won't tell us this kind of time. I just want you to know. See, there was a God time. And just know that the Bible was written in the East. Okay? And also it was written with a male-dominant culture. In the East, women were property. Well, Y'all got quiet. I said in the East. I didn't say, yeah. Y'all wouldn't take it. <laughs> Shoot. Four, five or more of us would be out there in the grave. <laughs> Hello. All right. But, but that you got to get that. You, you please, you have to understand. Because notice this. Joseph Arimathea, of Arimathea, he and Nicodemus came and begged for Jesus' body. And the reason being because it was nearing 6 p.m. here, but 6 a.m. there. They didn't have time to dig. For a grave. Hello, somebody. Didn't have time to do any of that. Because remember, he hung on cavalry from six to the ninth hour. The sixth hour was 12 noon. There. He hung from six, from 12 noon there to 3 p.m. Hello, somebody. Here. I mean, yeah, 3 p.m. there as well. Okay, so now look at it. it that, that's 3 o'clock. And the sun refused to shine for how many hours? It was 3. I helped you. And so uh, Joseph of Arimathea went and begged for his body because they had to get it in the grave before 6 a.m. M over there. And that means another day began and they would have been in the what? Sabbath. And the Jew law is nobody can work on Sabbath without being sinning. Making sense? So the next time you hear the preacher tell him to get your time right. Because <laughs> the Bible says as Jesus was in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights, which means that's a total for the gate 72 hours. So now, good news from the graveyard. All of the New Testament writing, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John captured the crucifixion, the death barrier of Jesus Christ, the resurrection. They all captured that. That suggests this, 
that no message is complete, no matter who preaches, until they have to get Jesus in the climax. I've heard many messages from A to Z, and Jesus' name never got called. He is the finishing, the final touch to the gospel message. Can I get a witness in here? If there is no resurrection, the Bible says our preaching is in vain. Now, what does that mean? The word of God is the word. Y'all missed it. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word, when you read his word, we are reading about the word, which is Jesus Christ, which is God the Father, and the power of the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't literally mean you got to say it every time. When you're talking about the goodness of God, the love of God, and the peace of God, and the kindness of God, the mercy and the grace of God, we got him in there because Jesus came full of what? Grace and truth. Can I get me a witness in here? So I want you to get this, but you don't get nothing else I say because it's good news from the graveyard. Our text today tells us that these two men in verse 13, went the same day to a village called Emmaus. In other words, they were there and witnessed the crucifixion of Jesus. They were there when he put his heads in the locks of his shoulder and died. They were there to hear, hear the seven last sayings as we started off with, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. This text today gives us an insight on the fact that Jesus loved us so much so that he was willing to lay down his life to pay for the sin debt of you and I, yours and mine, past, present, and future. So it is today, my brothers and sisters, that we must acknowledge the fact that the debt that we owe, none of us could pay. The Bible declared that it was God who had searched all over the bulls, the rams, the goats, the pigeons, the birds. They could not measure up to the kind of sacrifice that needed for the sin of man. Because every year, amen, every year, every man, every nation, every people had to come before the priest and give a sacrifice for his or her sin for that year. But the Bible declared that, amen, God had a plan already in place. As he worked before, amen, the pre-Adamite world, which means before Adam was here, God already had a plan. And the Bible declared that, amen, Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. But it, God had a plan. 
These two men had witnessed, amen, the gathering of the people of God and nations from all over there in Jerusalem. They wanted to make sure that this, amen, imposter that they called Jesus, amen, did not, amen, keep on contaminating the people of Israel. But I want you to know, amen, not that it was in a negative sense that he was contaminating them, but he was getting them to take a good look at who they said they are. Because when you say you are children of God, you got to have some God in you. You cannot say that you are God's people when your lifestyle does not even, even uh, good word, line up to look like God. You got to understand that if we say that we are godly, then we got to be in practice godliness. Because there are people who are looking for a way out of here. There are those who understand that we all sin comes short of the glory of God. These two men, as they had witnessed, amen, these crucifixion of Jesus Christ and not only the crucifixion, but the burial of Jesus Christ. And they was walking, going to a village. While they were on their way to the village, amen, they was remembering and, and talking about how bad and how sad things had become. The man that had took two fish and five loaves of bread, fed a multitude, he's gone. The man that, amen, unstopped deaf ears from men, women, boys, and girls who couldn't hear, he's gone. Man that, amen, uh, raised a little girl, Jairus' daughter, from the dead, he's gone. Man that put laying legs and made them walk there at the gate called Beautiful, he's gone. And they were wondering, what can we do? How is it that we can live when there is threats on our lives? So they were going back home. They were getting ready to live a natural life without Jesus. Oh, but my brothers and sisters, if you ever had a little taste of it, you'll understand that, that he gets sweeter as the day go by. You'll understand, amen, how is it that I can make it without Jesus? The one, amen, who suffered, bled, and died. The one who watched over me all day, all night by the power of angelic being. The one that protects me and keeps me from hurt, harms, and all of the danger. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but Jesus already told us without me, without him, we could do nothing. But he gave us some assurance and said, that, but with me, you can do all things. I wonder what's wrong with the church today because the fact that Jesus said, with me, you can do all things. But then Jesus gives us this negative side that we can look at and say, but without me, you can do nothing. It's sad, Mount Pleasant, why we keep on trying to do it without Jesus. He tells us in his word, in all of your ways, acknowledge me 
and I'll direct your path. If you're lost, it's because you didn't acknowledge him. If you don't know who you are, where you're going, amen, it's because you ignored him. Why? Because Jesus, amen, have, amen, uh, the answer to our problem. Not only that, but he have the solution to our situation. He knows the ending before the beginning. And so it is today, my brothers and sisters, we need some good news. And the good news, amen, that Jesus brings to the people. That's why he said to his disciples, yes, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would not have told you. In other words, I've come to tell you the truth. Because I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to God the Father except he come by me. I am the door to eternal life. I am the living water. I am a bridge over your troubled water. I am your bread when you're hungry. I'm that living bread that come down from on high. That if you eat of me, you will never hunger again. I am a wheel in the middle of a wheel. I am joy in time of sorrow. I am a way out of no way. And all I'm trying to tell you is you need Jesus in your life. And amen, the fact is that many people died before Jesus got here. In the Bible there in Hebrews, amen, the 11th chapter, talk about the faith, the hall of fame. In other words, the hall of fame of faith. That means this, amen, they died looking for him. They heard that he was coming. But they died before he got there. And the Bible declared that many died looking for him. I want to suggest to you, amen, Mount Pleasant on this resurrection Sunday. Well, the fact of it is that we got on a few days to be here on this dreadful and dreadful world. Because the fact is that things are gone so bad until, amen, they find no peace nowhere. But I want you to know the Bible said, for they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You're going to mount up on wings one day and fly, yes, to yonder's mountain. But that doesn't mean you're going to miss out on Jesus. Because David said, if I take wings as a dove and fly to yonder's mountain, the Lord is right there. Yes, if I make my bed in hell, the Lord will be right there. I don't know what y'all come to do this Sunday morning. 
You're looking too pretty not to give God away. I say you're smelling too good not to tell him thank you. Amen. Because God is in the blessing business. And he's blessing you. He's blessing you right now. And all I'm trying to tell you today is we owe God some praise. That's why I said the redeem of the Lord just ought to say so. And I wouldn't wake up this morning, <clears throat> amen, and put on some clean clothes and wear my Easter good meeting suit and get my hair fried and dyed <clears throat> and lay to the side. I wouldn't put on the best <clears throat> or the best I got and show up in God's house and act like a knot on the lawn. Everything they got breath in their body ought to give God some praise. Everybody, there's a living witness and know God been good to you. You all not mind telling them thank you for watching over me all night long. And then early this morning, you woke me up. I still have my hand, I still have my eyes, I still had my feet. Checked around in the house, family was still doing well. Looked in the kitchen, still had some bread in there. I wished I had a window, peeped over in the closet, had clothes hanging in there, two or three pair of shoes. I wish they had me a witness. If he really been good to you, lean over and tell your neighbor, these two men, they had an issue. They had seen Jesus, yet they had a negative report. They kept on talking about bad stuff. When Jesus died for the good stuff, he amen, Jesus the Lamb of God. Yes, he died, but it wasn't a bad death tonight because if he had not died, you and I wouldn't have a life to look forward to. Thank God tonight for Jesus Christ. I wish y'all would help me call his name because Jesus, his name is Jesus. Married little baby, God's only begotten son. Amen, Joshua's hammer, Abraham's sacrifice. Jesus, way out of nowhere, bridge over troubled water. These two men were leaving the graveside, going on back home, rehearsing what had taken place. The Bible said they talked together of the things which already had happened. I got news for you, Mount Pleasant. Quit looking back yonder about what have happened. But turn your face to the east, I tell you. Do like David said. I'll look to the hill for we're coming, my helper. Anybody in here? Gonna help me preach a little while. 
all of our help it come from the Lord let the church say yeah I don't know how y'all feel but I come to tell you I'm getting ready to leave y'all and going home back to my seat but I got three things to leave with you these two men look what Jesus said in verse 17 he said he said unto them what manner of communication of these that you are having one with another as you walk and you are sad look at your neighbor how in the world can you talk about Jesus and you got a sad look on your face if you think about him you ought to think about the goodness of what the Lord have done for you I come to tell you my first point is these two men the Bible said they were sad that mean they had a broken heart I wish I had a witness look and tell your neighbor if you got a broken heart you really need Jesus because Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall and they could yes oh help me Humpty Dumpty he had a great fall y'all know what it is all the king horses and all the king men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again but if you that broken Jesus he'll pick up every fragment he'll pick up every piece look at your neighbor said I'm so glad when my heart got broken I heard about Jesus he put my heart back together again let the church say yeah if he really been good to you go on and shake your neighbor hand and tell your neighbor we come this far by faith sometime we were up sometime we were down but I met Jesus one day he put me back together put running in my feet put joy in my heart gave me peace in my mind he put smile on my face and you're all right I'll preach if y'all pray I said I'll preach if y'all pray I said I'll preach if y'all pray let the church say yeah somebody's a broken heart he was messed up y'all quit telling story they're gonna put sadness on people's face if you can't tell them something good don't tell them nothing bad. I wish they had me with there. And that's bad for church folks to do like these two men did. They kept on talking about the bad stuff, about the last stuff, about yesterday news. And Jesus showed up in verse 17. He said, I don't understand how y'all can talk. This negative talker and walking together and then got a sad countenance and a broken heart. Ain't it all right? Let Jesus, as grandmama used to sing, let Jesus 
fix it for you. I, I went to had a witness. I shake your neighbor's hand. I looked them in the eye. I said, there ain't nothing too hard for my God. He's able to fix anything. He'll make a way out of no way. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? Won't he wipe tears from your weeping eye? Won't he heal you? Won't he open door? Won't he put running in your feet and clapping back in your heart? Won't God do it? If you know he's all right, can I get somebody to say yeah? Say yeah. These two men had a broken heart, but then I'm looking. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm looking at verse 21. When Jesus had already died, the Bible declared he showed up in verse 17. And they didn't know who you are. They'll let you know one thing a whole lot of time. Around the church house, people be shouting, giving God a praise, making up a loud noise. And then you got to look around. You see people sitting there like Gorilla Glue is on their bottom in the pew. But I got news for you. If the law been good, you ought to show some sign. You ought to let somebody know that I found now that weeping may endure for a night. But somebody got joy. If you know you got joy, you ought to say, I don't care. What you say about me, I'm going to get my praise on. I showed up Resurrection Sunday morning to give God a praise because this year, the house of prayer, I wish they had me some help here. If he been good to you, go on and tell God thank you. Well, let me leave you. The Bible declared in verse 17, he was in the crowd but then over yonder in verse 21 it but he said but we trusted that he had been we should have redeemed Israel and besides all this today is the third day since these things were done but I'm so glad that I've kept on reading and the Bible declared while they were yet talking, uh, Jesus uh, was still walking with them. Uh, then he said uh, in verse 25, uh, he's old fools, uh, slow of heart uh, to believe all uh, that the prophet has spoken. Uh, look at your neighbor, uh, tell your neighbor, uh, if you don't have uh, a believing heart, uh, you're going to end up uh, with a broken heart. You got to let God know if you said it, I believe it, that settles it. And I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. If you know he's all right, say yeah. If he's been good to you, go on and say yeah. Number one, don't you be satisfied with a broken heart, but you got to get yourself 
they believe in her. But then the third thing, I'm looking at it here. The Bible declared that Jesus told the fellow, I'll go home with you. Ain't you all right? When they got home and they invited Jesus into their house, Jesus broke bread. When he broke the bread, and then he disappeared. I wish I had a witness. Then no fella knew it was Jesus. Let the church say, yeah. Well, they had a broken heart. They had a believing heart. But then they started going back to Jerusalem, going back to town. They start talking, uh, they start talking, uh, a brand new talker. Uh, this is what they say, uh, did not our heart uh, burn within uh, while the men of God uh, spake by the wayside. Uh, what I'm trying to tell you, uh, if you change your conversation, uh, you can live overcome uh, a broken heart. Uh, you can get better than a uh, believing heart, uh, but now, they got a burning heart. Let the church say, yeah. If he's been good, go on and say, yeah. I got to let y'all go. My heart will catch on fire. The more you talk about Jesus, I'll feel a prayer will turn. And I'll feel the fire burning. Anybody ought to let your heart catch on fire. Won't God do it? Won't he open door? Won't he make a way? Won't God do it? If he been good, look at your neighbor. Say, yes, he died. Yeah, they buried him. But I got good news from the graveyard. The grave is empty. The grave is wide open. He's alive. Yes, he is. Say, yeah. Can't nobody, can't nobody do me like Jesus. He got up with all power. Nail scar in his hand. Wept on his back. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him by his stripe. By his stripe. By his stripe. We were here. Do you know him? Say yeah. That can't nobody. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. He got all power. Won't God do it? Tell your neighbor good news from the graveyard. Good news. He is alive. 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 Let the church say, amen. 
good news. From the graveyard. You've been listening to the Mount on the Go podcast. If you've been enjoying the word, please consider donating to the Mount Pleasant ministry. We have various ways that you can give to the ministry to allow us to become better in our pursuit of delivering God's word to you. You can give via PayPal at mtpleasantatl.org. You can give via Zale, info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also give via Square and Givelify. For Givelify, just search for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church with our address, 17 Melton Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll be in the right place. In addition to all these options, you're always welcome and invited to grab an envelope and have cash or checks sent to the church, whose address is again, 17 Melton Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. For questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us at info at mtpleasantatl.org. That's info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also visit our website, www.mountpleasantatl.org, to follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the video version of the podcast. Our services are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are more than welcome to visit the church in person every Sunday at the same time. Thank you so much for listening.